I guess I'm representing level five. Um, Are you qualified to represent level five? I guess you know the stuff. We will, we'll see um, with the couple questions that I have about Pulse Chain. And All then right. um, I know you and I will get a chance to talk later in the program uh, when we don't have Jack Levin waiting. But um, it, just to keep things simple for now, or I guess level five for now. Um, right. So, what um, I guess my question has to do with what is it about rewriting uh, the language of Pulse Chain from Go? go ath to go that gives certain advantages well i think people misunderstand this so like geth is just an ethereum implementation written in the go language and there used to be two implementations that people used one was called uh parity which then became open ethereum when they like abandon it and then uh, the other was geth and so you still have this dichotomy where geth is used for all the financial stuff and then parity is used for like the reporting stuff. But then because parity is less likely to get updated quickly and more likely to fall out of consensus because the th people that matter are all on geth. Like I, I don't believe in a multi implementation at all. Like it's, if you, well, you're going to see the same thing happen every time someone tries to do multiple implementation, one of them is going to be better than the other. Everyone's going to use the better one. The worst one's going to fall out of consensus more often until people don't even want to use it anymore. And then you're just gonna, everyone's gonna be on one thing because it's less attack surface, less likely to fall out of sync with itself, requires less devs. Like, so it was a very stupid design decision from the Ethereum guys to ever try multiple implementations in the first place. Stupid, didn't work out, look where we are now. And then, you know, it's, so there's a new client called Aragon, which is better than Geth, but you know, not everyone uses it yet because it needs to prove itself. You know, it needs to, and it, there's stuff missing from it still. Like it's, it's a work in progress, but like in theory, when Aragon becomes better, it, it should be better than Geth. It's written in Rust, but that's like the language that you choose to write a thing in is not, it's not the, the most important part. I mean, the most important part of the design decisions you use on how, how you're using that language. And you can find good examples and bad examples of code in every language. So the code is not, you know, the most important part. And so like what's happening with <laughs> right now in Pulse Chain, we have two teams. We've got one team doing their own thing. Um, and we've got another team doing their own thing. And the two teams are kind of competing to get to production. And so the code that you see now um, is getting refined and attacked and audited and then in parallel, there's a more advanced, more hardcore, higher throughput thing being worked on. And so it's like either the hardcore one gets done first and we get to run with that, or the less hardcore run that more people are working on currently gets done first and we launch that and then we can migrate the other one if we want but they're both like primarily the same code base. Like they're both Geth and the difference is things like, you know, right now our validator rotation and uh, staker payouts and delegation and all that is done in a smart contract. And so the blockchain runs out of space quicker, the more people that are using it for those functions. 
because you have a maximum like throughput. And so if we abstract out those particular functions outside of smart contracts and stick them in the code outside the EVM, then it may make it harder to do reporting on some things because it might not plug in with like tools people are used to using like uh, GraphQL, but you will get higher throughput. You may have better security because you, you will be outside the EVM and EVM has its own, you know, security issues. And so like, imagine me trying to explain this to a normal person or even a person mm -hmm. that's in the blockchain. Mm -hmm. They don't know what an EVM does. They have to Google it. What's an EVM? An EVM is the Ethereum virtual machine, which is basically like a virtual computer that runs inside the node. And then all these smart contracts ask it to do stuff. And then it does the stuff. So it's, that, that's what the EVM is. But there's other implementations of that as well. Like you don't have to use the EVM from Ethereum. Like you could use WebAssembly, WASM. Like you could do all the, like there's other ways to, to run uh, virtual machines that are not that particular one. So, you know, these opt the devil's in the details and the devil is in the small things. And so we're fighting the small things because we know the blockchain works. We've had our test net running for months and months and everyone's had a great time with it. We need to make sure that it works when it gets loaded up hard or when there's a, a, a directed attack at it because I prefer to have the same uptime, 100% perfect flawless operation that Hex has had, uh, you know, instead of going down all the time like Solana is. I, I'm not a fan of that. And, and, and having the luck of a bear market at the same time is awesome. Like, great. What a, <laughs> what a perfect time to be doing these optimizations is during a bear market. And so that's like, I mean, I think the dev counts at 14 now. Um, I need to like go through and drill down so I can tell you how many guys are in what or whatever, but this isn't a security. This is no expectation of profit from the work of others. And so like, I'm not, I don't really care if you know how many dev, like I, I almost don't want to tell you how many people are working on things. I mean, it feels good because like, I know stuff's getting done. Like if stuff wasn't getting done, I would, I'd be stressed out, but I feel good. They're getting stuff done. They're doing exactly what needs to be done. And you know, They've been adding other features like you can now fix some of the sacrifices from centralized exchanges because they like wrote some code to do an API plugin, blah, blah, blah. Like, but even, even that. I sacrificed I for freedom of speech and freedom of movement. Thank and, you. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> freedom of speech um, and freedom of movement are wonderful, wonderful concepts. And I'm, I'm glad everyone supports them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially with, um, how well rewarded we've been in Hex. Um, I'm extremely grateful to have been made a multimillionaire in such a short period of time because of the thing that you invented. And uh, I- It's pretty cool. It's a good I, invention. I would love to share a little bit more later on in the program. My last question for this segment is, um, do we know how much bigger this, um, because I really think there's a lot of game theory here to giving people free money and that will uh, cre create really hardcore supporters uh, even more than we already have. Um, do we know how much bigger this airdrop is than other airdrops that have occurred? Well, uh, this would have to be like, th this is the largest airdrop that's ever happened. 
So we saw like, you know, Uniswap was given for free to people that used it or their LPs. Maybe that was like, you know, a hundred thousand people, maybe, maybe it was 200, maybe it was 300, but it wasn't millions. And so if, if Ethereum has millions of users, those millions of users are getting free coins. It's, it's the maximum. You could not possibly airdrop more Ethereum users because we're doing all of them, you know, like maybe there'll be like one or two addresses that, uh, that don't get it or maybe 10 or a hundred or something, but it's like 99.999% airdrop. So yeah, I don't, there's, and it's not, it's anyone that ever used anything, you know, like it's, <laughs> you, you have any coin, there you go. Bit for bit copy, enjoy, just works. Change the setting in MetaMask. Click, click this button and then click okay in MetaMask. And now you're on the new network. It's that easy. Click a button and click okay. You don't have to type anything. So <clears throat> yeah, like it, it should be a huge deal. It, it really should be a huge deal. Awesome. Well, the, the, I think the crowd has been loving this segment. You did an awesome job. And thanks, uh, thanks to all the participants as well. Um, you all rock. The, um, the next segment here is going to be a half an hour interview uh, between Richard and Jack Levin. Nice. So let me bring him up and uh, I'll do a little introduction. Uh, welcome, Jack. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, now, both of you are really impressive people. You spoke just briefly in the Twitter spaces, but I don't think that really captured the things I've heard uh, you say, Jack, about how much you respect Richard. And I think you two have a lot in common. You both bought Bitcoin below $30 and you've both created important things in the world. Um, you both also are interested in longevity research. And so I'm just super excited to hear your discussion today. Thank you. Awesome. I, th I think, I think, uh, I'd like to hear more about you. I mean, your your Twitter profile is like number twenty seven Googler, number twenty one actually, but twenty one nice. The, doesn't really matter. I think well, the, it's flexible, isn't it? It's it's Flexi flexible. flexible and like it's braggable. You got to come on, man. It's in your profile. It's obviously good for bragging. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I think the the points that at the time none of the Googlers knew they were at Google, so. right? That's the thing. Right. I mean, it was just just another startup, search engine number seven, competing in a crowded space, and uh, the thought was that we're not really going to make any money because we just don't know how. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, brag, bro, brag. What else do you got? You worked at Google early, but then I saw you also built like data centers. Yeah. So actually, before Google. Uh, I just I just saw Mark Andreessen on Joe Rogan, and Mark Andreessen and I were like worked across uh, like literally a driveway from each other. Right. So uh, I actually uh, back in the day in 1992, 93, actually I think I got fired for using Netscape. So I installed Netscape on uh, one of those uh, Sun Microsystem stations. And uh, the system administrator at the time really did not want me to use anything but Mosaic. And Mosaic was the first browser. And right. so when I launched Netscape, he's like, dude, you're running unauthorized binaries. That's dangerous. You know? And then I'm like, that's ridiculous. 
this thing is there, you know, people are using it, all the universities are using it, I don't know why I can't, you know, it loads, you know, faster, you know, this and that. So. <laughs> nice, dude. And he's like, no, you can't do it. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'll still use it. So I, I used it, and then the next week I was, like, fired because of that. Yeah. Oh, it <laughs> seems like not, not, not the best firing there. So Yeah, so... The reason I want you to flex is because, you know, for people that don't understand, I know so many wildly smart people on Hacks and Pulse Chain. And I think that a lot of people that aren't in our communities don't understand how darn smart we are. And then if you, if you like listen to the conversations that we have amongst ourselves or watch our live streams and see what we talk about, and then you go into other communities and listen to what's going on there, we're way smarter. Like there's no question. So like, I just, you know, I I think that when you have these, these people that have, you know, are either billionaires or geniuses or have great track records that say, I love hacks or I love pulse chain or, or Richard's great or any of that stuff. It helps. It helps these guys that don't know any better understand that we are good. You know, like they, they love their proof by popularity or, or proof by authority and so if they're if that's how they operate their feels, let's have some of that, you know? Like look, I went on Tony Robbins' website and he's like got testimonials from like actor, politician, and then like it says actor underneath. Like, you know, like you gotta name drop people or people aren't influenced properly, you know? <clears throat> yeah, well I think the the Pareto distribution or Pareto rule kind of applies. You know, except in uh, in crypto space, it's not twenty eighty rule. It's more like five ninety five, right? So where yeah. the five percent uh, of the causes uh, end up with ninety five percent results, right? So, yeah. and that's, that's the true. thing. And, and and blockchain is so complicated, right? People really don't understand what they're getting into, and a lot of people are getting sucked in by centralized exchanges. Everything's gamified. Everything is a casino. Um, and anytime there's someone out there uh, that's actually the way that you would say flexing the intellect and the the truth behind the blockchain and what it represents, a lot of people feel threatened because they're obviously there for the money, but they don't want to admit that they're there for the money. And uh, when somebody else is out there basically saying, look, this thing could be better, now they're almost forced to attack it to not feel that their importance is taken away from it. So, so, I mean, why did you choose? I mean, I, I think you like Hex. Is that, that accurate? I think you might be right. Okay. So why do you <laughs> like Hex? I mean, when someone, I know that you've had this question from other people like, oh, Hex, the scam, you like the scam? You're like, so what do you answer? Well, there, there's two answers. Right. So, Richard, you kind of look like a scammer, but the I've transcended the, that. I don't think there's any scammer that looks like me. I'm sorry. Really, I now, here, I'm not here, 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 here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. There's this concept called hiding in the light. Right. When you hide in the light, you're very visible for what you want people to think, except that you're not. So this is the opposite. Uh, maybe, but the, here's the thing. The real scammers don't look like scammers. Right? Well, this is like, so like Sun Tzu, Su Tzu, whatever. Yeah. He used to have less followers than me. He ended up with more followers than me. 
got everyone destroyed. In comes the next guy. Who, who's another guy that no one had ever heard of? Raul Paul. Who's that? I never heard of him in 2017. I never heard of him in 2018. Here he is. Gets irresponsibly long Ethereum at the top. I irresponsibly. Said, That's irresponsibly. <laughs> his quote, his quote, irresponsibly long, yeah. largest yeah, position he's ever had in his life. Hey, man, just checking in. Uh, I'm the guy that tried to save you. I called the top. You bought the top. Uh, how'd those options work out? They expired worthless. You lost the largest trade of your life. You should have listened to me, dude. But you thought yeah. you were smart. And then you just we just see this over and over and over again. Like, at what point? Or, it just makes me so, like, so for instance, the uh, the plan B guy. He's got 1.2 million followers, or the, the 100 trillion USD guy, whatever. He has got 1.2 million followers. Got them all wrecked. Now he shills referral links and trading signals to get them wrecked more. Yeah. Why am I not worshipped in this industry? Basically, like people should kneel and be like, "Oh my God, this Richard keeps handing out free coins, free books, free everything." T tells everyone like. Just, Richard, Richard, it's, how it's can I win harder? Dude, like how it's can too, I win it's, harder? It's, it's too early. It's too early for that. We're we're, we're not quite at the bottom yet. So, ah, so that'll that's, be the ticket, the bottom. When, it, when we so, have 11K, then people will be like, ah, that Richard. Yeah. What is it? 11 and pray? Is that the same? 11K and pray. You need the K to make yeah. a rhyme. 11K and pray. Yeah. So, so to answer your original question, the the second thing, I mean, I, I love the scan look. I think it's really cool, but this, <laughs> ah! but the hey, the second thing is uh, hacks is about education, right? And as I mentioned on my other streams with uh, your community, is that I have never seen more education in a, in the longest form possible. I have watched maybe a six hour video with you, and I was like driving to Tahoe or something like that. And I had it in the background, and you were talking and talking and talking. I'm like, this guy, you know, he needs to get some sleep, right? But but six hours, they were good. They were, they were hours well spent. So education is part of the hacks ethos. I it totally vibes with me. I think it's not just about saving people, but it's also uh, educational in a sense. What blockchain really is, right? And we we talk about things like self custody. So self-custody is a uh, seems like two words, but it's a huge, huge area. Like what what the hell does it mean, self-custody, right? Not your keys, not your points. Yeah, that's one of them. Moving between countries and carrying your wallet in your head or wherever your pass keys in your head or somewhere safe and not needing to declare your assets is totally uh, freedom giving, right? So that's well. That's I mean, I, I, right the truth, not having your currency go to zero is pretty freeing as well. I mean, like, imagine you're in European. Okay, over the last fifteen years, the euro has dropped thirty-five, thirty-six percent. So now Americans get a fifty percent bonus buying up your land. So if you held dollars instead of euros over the last fifteen years, you got a fifty percent extra free money to buy up their stuff. So if you're if you're in Europe as an American, you're like. Yeah, boy, everything here is on sale for me, not for you guys. Yeah, I, I think I tweeted the the meme the meme with uh, Americans thinking about Euro dropping. I'm gonna buy an Eiffel Tower. <laughs> that was a it's cool a good, one. That's a good one, man. And like you know, I hope that thing goes. I hope the dollar murders the euro so bad because I just I just happen to like Europe. So uh, hey, yeah, come on, dollar, 
Go, little buddy. And here's the funny part. Yes. It's not that the dollar's going up. The dollar's still trash going down like crazy. It's just it's going down like crazy less fast than they than the euro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, than the rest <laughs> of the things. So, Richard, how are we going to help the world to be better? Well, I mean, I'm still... My biggest problem is capital deployment, probably. And, and just getting people to do what they can do or even say they can do. So like, I would like to not die, but I'm on my way to dying in what, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years. I mean, I'm, I'm 42. I don't seem like the kind of body type that's gone to a hundred. I'm 48. So I, oh, you look way better than me at 48. Nice dude. You know what this is? Bull Apple cider vinegar. <laughs> it happens to be the best uh, natural AMPK activator. I DM'd you the link. You can read about okay. it. Uh, right. What it does, it changes your cellular energy balance and activates uh, cellular repair as well as okay. the uh, basically extraction of amino acids from your cells. And it, it, it destroys the cells that are malfunctioning by implementing this process called autophagy. Okay. Nice. So I'll, I'll check it out. Good stuff. So, so apple cider vinegar. Yep. I use that yep. to bait fruit flies. If you pour apple cider vinegar in a cup and you put a piece of saran wrap over it and you poke a hole in it, and then you pour some uh, soap and you mix it, when the fruit flies go in, they land on the water, and then because the soap ruins the water tension, they can't stand on it, they fall in and drown. And then if some of them are watching their buddies drown and they're not cool with it and they want to fly back out, they're just too dumb to get back out the hole. So, right. This, so you this have like, like a problem with the flies, right? Well, just occasionally, like, you know, just <laughs> depends on how much like food you're eating and, you know, cause like fruit flies don't come in all f stuff. They just come in some stuff. So it depends on what you're eating and how often you're taking out your garbage. But I think, yeah. I think yeah. having a fruit fly solution is awesome. Cause if you try and put up like mosquito strips or no fly strips, they don't do anything against fruit flies. They don't do anything against mosquitoes. You just end up with a stupid looking bunch of fly strips everywhere. Yeah, and you can get I into know. it yourself and, uh, you know, yeah, it sucks. Get, get stuck yourself. It sucks. Yeah. So anyway, you should, uh, you should try drinking it. Uh, I mean, don't well, drink sure. it. Uh, I won't I'm try sure it. I won't use the one with the flies in it, but I'll, I'll try some of the. No, no, no. Uh, like one, one teaspoon and uh, some uh, good, good water, filtered water. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've heard this in weight loss as well. I've heard it. Well, so weight loss, basically what it does, it makes your liver not to secrete the uh, glycogen, not to make uh, um, glucose for your, for right. your blood. And, and, and basically your, your body's like, wait a second, I'm not getting enough glycogen. Let's, uh, let's kill those uh, malfunctioning cells and you actually end up rejuvenating. Oh, nice. So, well, I'll, I will give it a try. I'll read up on it. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't accept you're such a good track record. I'll actually look into it. Um, cause everyone's got bad health advice. I mean, the internet's full of it, right? But yeah, well, well, I sent you the, uh, the scientific paper from okay. .gov. Feel free okay. to check it out. Thank you. There's another substance called, uh, bar barberine. You can get it in the pharmacy. So barberine is actually a plant extract. It All works right. like, like metformin. So metformin does very similar things like, uh, apple cider vinegar, except it is more potent. But okay. what that does, it actually makes your mitochondrial health better by attenuating the function of your existing mitochondria. And so your body freaks out and thinks, okay, I don't have enough mitochondria, I don't have enough energy, let's make more. So that's 
vital for longevity because uh, pretty much anything that happens at the end of life or when people get older after 60s, they get mitochondrial dysfunction. Right. Essentially, their metab- metabolic health suffers and they get all kinds of diseases. How do you spell so that? Met- it sounded like you said barbarian. Uh, bar- uh, barbarian. So kind of like barbarian, with that's B-A-R-B-E-R-I-N. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's, uh, it's no prescription. Uh, it makes you hungry, but that's uh, that's the feature. Right. So Understood. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think I we've got so much stuff that multiplies by the other stuff. So, we've got hacks, monetizing time. We've got pulse chain, higher throughput, better for the environment, better tokenomics, lower latency, world's largest free airdrop, pulse X, fee burning, liquid, like most liquid. These all help each other. So, pulse chain helps hex. PulseX helps PulseChain. PulseChain helps PulseX. Everything helps each other. Got a team working on a wallet. MetaMask is fine for now, you know, but uh, in case they're not fine, nice to have it. And I I like things that kind of amplify all the other things if it's possible. Not dying, that would be nice. So medical research, fabulous. Raised 27 million. Probably got to raise a lot more, really. Um... I probably should actually go on a book tour and promote SciVive because of the hundreds of thousands of users of the products that I've uh, invented, I don't know that that many people have read the books and they're good books. So, you know. Well, I think the keys to success is uh, user adoption through marketing. That's yep. uh, number one of the things that people uh, from the tech world tend to ignore. Uh, because they're people who are smart on a technical level, they're not necessarily social. Because that's how they usually got smart. The opposite. Yeah, usually, that's how they usually, got smart. Yeah. So it seems the almost thing, like there's you can only have one or the other, but not both. Like you know. Yeah. So the funny thing about me is that when I came to America in 1990, 1990, I didn't speak English, so English is my second language, and I was the uh, kind of like. Uh, the nerd by enforcement of uh, inability to speak. So I read a lot. <laughs> and lucky. Yeah, I mean, generally a nerd would be like somebody who just don't want to don't be talking to people. And so they right. spend all their time dealing, you know, playing with code or whatnot. So right. in right. my case, I just end up being on Usenet a lot. And one of my early days is I discovered Linux and I discovered open source. So I installed Linux version 0.83b from floppies on my PC, and it worked so much better than Windows 2.0. I didn't even so know much it was better. that old. I, I didn't. I didn't know that that there was floppies when Linux was around. I thought Linux was far newer. No, 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 yeah, no, no. We had floppies. We had 3.5 inch floppies. I, there was 11 of them. Would this be early and, 90s? Uh, I think. Uh, 91. Right. And for you to install X11, which is the, the graphical interface, you had to install all of the 11 floppies. It took you an hour, and <laughs> eventually you would get there, and you would get this beautiful uh, An hour graphical. after GUI. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. it was amazing. And uh, it actually worked better than Windows. And I'm like, hey, this is great. I am totally into it. And so I got into open source from my early age, I was, I think, about 18. I uh, read all of the Linus's 
uh, stuff on Usenet, right. how he developed right. the kernel. And kind of my early venture into cryptography was essentially understanding OpenSSL and understanding that uh, security it's matters. Too bad you didn't, it's too bad you didn't get that heart bleed bug uh, knocked out earlier. <laughs> I think yeah. I've had other, I, I think there's other, like, I don't think that was the last critical vulnerability in OpenSSL. I think there's been other ones too. Well, I remember, I remember it happening, actually. And so my, my thing before Google was I was a security consultant. I was managing people's uh, firewalls and setting up DMZs and so on and so forth. And when I got into Google, the way that uh, Larry Page pretty much hired me on the spot is I brought in a device that had Linux on the chip, a very, very small chip that would load Linux kernel with the security features uh, creating kind of like a very, very small uh, solid storage computer that ran the firewall. And Google didn't have any concept of security at all. Like people were, I mean, people were using SSH, but a lot of stuff was Telnet, actually. And so one of my first jobs at Google is- so Was Telnet just, so basically Telnet's like unencrypted SSH? Yeah, yeah. Telnet, you can run TCP dump on port 23 minus A and get all of the packets sniffed and you can actually see everybody's text. Right. So the engineers at Google, the, the bunch of Stanford students uh, in Palo Alto, I mean, they, they needed to connect to the data center securely. And so my first job was to install a secure bridge over a PPP running a secure, secure tunnel. PPPOE, yeah, that's that's the one. So uh, they ran my equipment that uh, I designed uh, for my first startup. So my first startup so was a hardware old. company. We're so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I come for an interview. I open up this box, and Larry and Sergey, they look inside. They're like, wait a second. Where, where's the where's the hard drive? Where's the floppy? How, how, how's it booting? Like, oh, it's booting from the chip. So it was kind of like a... That's nice. Like dude. the early Cisco type of thing, except there was a security device that was open source and it ran Linux. I have never and booted guys, a computer from, apparently you can boot computers from Ethernet now. Never yeah, did. You can. Yeah, you can. I've also never used power over Ethernet. There's all, there's all, man, I needed to like, yeah, I don't have I use power. KVM. Yeah, P KVM so bad. I'm like manually switching wires constantly. I mean, I guess it's less attack surface, but. It's just yeah. a switch, you know, like. I, so my, my first. Good. So my, my, my first month at Google, I, uh, I was installing firewalls. And so I log into a firewall and I pushed the wrong firewall rule. And uh -oh. as, as people know, or people are from down. the firewall world, uh, the, the, default, the default rule is deny all, right? So if right. you screw up, you kill oh, yeah. everything. So I killed everything. I killed Google. <laughs> And I'm like, hey guys, uh, I, I accidentally did the wrong thing. Everything's down. Uh, can some? Can I borrow a car? Because I I didn't have a car. I was broke, <laughs> and I was taking a train to Google, and it would take too long to take a train, and then a bus to the data center. So, what, so, so basically, uh, like once you brought everything down, you couldn't access your own box anymore. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, there was no you concept. You're like, I need I need remote hands now. Uh, I, I, I need my hands to power down the, yeah. the firewall that I accidentally broke. 
Yep. So I I jump into some I jump into Ors's uh, Ors uh, Holzler, the the senior VP of Google. I jump into his car. I drive to the data center. You know, praying that I'm not going to get a speeding ticket. Throw my driver license at the security guy, saying everything's down. I need to get into the cage. Run to the cage. Stick my fingers through the cage, uh, you know, wall, and, and grab the power cables and just pull pull off the the power circuits from the thing, and then plug them back in, and it reboots back to the uh, to the Beautiful. previous state. Nice. And then I come back, and uh, so the Larry asked me. He says, "So, um, what is the lesson we're learning here?" And I'm like, "Listen, the lesson we're learning is that we don't know shit, and uh, especially me." Uh, because I'm like 23 year old, dude. And but what we should do, we should get out of band dial up, so that if I screw up again, we can dial in not through the internet link, but connect to the firewall over the modem and undo whatever we do. Well, I would so, I would uh, just use I would use a remote. Uh, there's a product from APC that would allow you to like log into it to just power cycle actual power cords. Assume, yes, you can do that. Assuming you, you actually connection. have, you need a, yes, you need you a side channel. Yeah, but yeah, it's, side channel, out, it's pretty awesome. It's called out of band, and eventually, I I bought like 500 APC power strips, and they became there the standard go. Google Data Center issue remote reboot nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like things. Well, and we got the APC working on it, and uh, I, I don't think that changed. Like that is still an awesome idea today. Like yeah. sometimes you have to call the data center and be like, yo. You need to hard reboot the box. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. That that's that's like never going away. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing about Google is that when I when I first joined, uh, they're like, "Hey, so what kind of title do you want?" So I I I, I went online and I went online and and uh, I I looked in, into into a, a little report. Who makes the most money? Which titles should make the most money in the future? <laughs> smart, good one. And uh, the one that was making the most money <clears throat> was a network uh, senior network administrator. Nice. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm I'm gonna start a new group. It's called NetOps at Google, and uh, it's okay. I'm gonna be the first one. But since your guys are busy coding the thing and uh, you know messing with Linux, uh, we need network up and working and be redundant because it's down all the time. So, uh, but in the back of my mind, I figured. This is the highest paying job title. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, I'm fitting in just nicely. And uh, and I figured, hey, as long as there's a manual and as long as there's a you know Google search, I can figure things out as I go. Nice man. So so that's the that's the beginning. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I like I like how uh, Elon Musk does his titles. He's he's Techno King, and like their their uh, treasurer is named like Master of Coin. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, he made their. A, He's an alien. Yeah. Elon Musk is an alien, and so is Vitalik. By the way, they're from the same. They're from the same planet, Vitalik and um, and, uh, and Musk. They're from the same planet, except uh, Musk is like all in, all into like transportation, and uh, Vitalik is like uh, Mother Teresa of the crypto world. He's he's a, he's a crypto jeebus. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I like Vitalik. He supports the same charities I support, and he writes free software. And you know, but then he also sells the top on the day and makes the top by chucking fifty million on Coinbase, and then telling his buddies at the Ethereum Foundation to dump it too. Yeah. I don't like that that much. I don't like the fact that he uh, jacked 
hexagons and lots of other ETH users and gave everyone else a discount on gas while raising our gas costs. And then since yeah, it averaged out, a- they were like, hey, it was fine because it averaged out. You're like, no, no, that's that's not that's not why we, like that's why we don't did use you, averages. Like that's why did you talk to him about it? Because it, it no, seemed like it was circumstantial. No, nah, it, it's like, hey man, that little decision of his, along with otherwise high gas fees, allowed Pulse Chain to be a thing. So right. Well, hey, had he not done uh, that and the gas fees not been high, you wouldn't have a Pulse Chain now. Sure. So out of uh, adversity, gems blossom. Right. That's yeah. that's the story yeah. of the world. Thank, th- thanks for driving us to greatness. Here's the funny thing. So so like so many people, they they call uh, they call me a scammer. And they make these predictions. They're like, oh, yeah, he's going to disappear. You're like, hey, guys, uh, I'm on TV. I got a documentary near done about me. Uh, I keep creating new stuff. The stuff I made previously has been working perfect. I'm out there as much as I could possibly be. How is everyone else doing? In hiding. We're hiding. Kyle Davies hiding. Uh, All these losers that everyone gave more follows to. And, and got wrecked, all in hiding. You're like, well, uh, I won. I'm just going to well, realize awesome stuff. All, all of it is the projection. So people are, what people see in the world, they're projecting themselves onto it. So they're thinking, what would I be doing if I was him? Ah, right. I would be, right. I would be running for the hills. Yeah. Right? And uh, they're like, I had, I had the reporter lady ask me, like, why do you, why do you care about saving people? And my brain is just like, doesn't everyone do that? Like, isn't that like default humanity is to just try to make sure other people aren't getting screwed? Like, not if you don't have anything. If your bank account is zero and all of a sudden you have a billion, the temptation to disappear and abuse the world with your monetary energy is uh, is intense. Weird. I mean, I've been retired since 2003. So like, this is like uh, 20 years of retired. I like, I like when people call me the spam king. You're like, yeah, I got sued 20 years ago, 20 in civil court for $500. And I couldn't get a lawyer to represent me because you're not allowed to in small claims court. You're not allowed to have so, a lawyer. So my recommendation. 20 years ago. That you, should, you, should, you should give people more ammo. So all of those things are already well known. I wrote books. I wrote SciVive. I mean, there's got to be something terrible in there, right? So two, it's like the world's, it's like 500 pages of book. Surely, it, it, my it, dude, it's a uh, th- think of a Pareto rule. You should come <laughs> up with an FAQ, something that's abbreviated and then TLDR. This uh, is the outrage, or like what would the what would we be TLDRing? I well, mean, you'll be TLDR. Kind of that. Well, well, listen, if, you, if you're called a spam king and uh, it's already well known. Oh, you mean like, so I should have a quick rebuttals, like a quick rebuttals thing, like we did for. No, no, you need you need to give more people. You need to give people more things to talk about, like more, like not only I was a uh, spammer, but here's here's something else, right? You know, like like for example, remember our conversation on Twitter, how I wrecked my Lambo, and I said you should try it. I don't. You said that I should like tell me more about that. Okay, so you're, you're showing everybody your Lambo, right? right. That, that's just the ownership part. Now, if you rack it right. and show pictures of the Lambo smoking and just dying, that's, right. that's an entirely new metal level of, uh, of an impact. So I should throw some turbos on there probably. 
That's a nice way to blow your car up. I mean, if you're thinking about being outrageous, this is the way to do it. So now, not only did, you know, you own things and you're showing things that you own, but let's actually uh, dispose of them in the most uh, incredible uh, type of way, actually put them to use. So when, when I had an orange Lambo, <laughs> when I had an orange Lambo, I bought it and then I drove it to the track at Laguna Seca and I killed it. Right. So I had it, I had it for a day and then it died. Interesting. Right. I mean, look, so these things have popped into my head. I was, I can't, I was driving it recently and, uh, there was like a road that just kind of went into water and I was like, I could just make a video of me just driving this into the water. So these ideas have popped into my head, but then I also was like, I also would like to drive away from here as well <laughs> instead of. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I mean, there, 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 there are ways to make it believable. You just yeah. need to, you know, practice it. And this yeah. is just one example, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we know, we know that we have the list of outrageous things that work because they're on YouTube. So like I saw a guy run over his new Dior Nikes with a monster truck. You know, I've seen, I've seen that same guy buy a Lambo and then like immediately take it to the salt flats and like injure it. So I've seen, I've seen this particular brand of of outrage marketing and I am by default, I'm very adverse to harming the stuff that I own. So I'd rather do outrage stuff that is like constructive instead of destructive if possible. So I'd rather make a giant, uh, statue of myself and blew it up no no blowing up (laughs) (laughs) but like just i think i think we can have outrageous greatness that only grows or gets bigger instead of uh shriveling i want here's the thing about on of outrage marketing here here's the thing about human psychology and that might actually might actually be in uh in your book and in high life so what it is there's a build-up and then there needs to be discharge Right. Right. The buildup itself loses its potency when it's built up too much and yep. it is continuously yep. you know, pressuring things up. So the discharge is shit blowing up. I just I well, maybe, but I think I think you could discharge alternatively. So like it just you know, in music, the change doesn't need to be silence or a horrible sound. It could just be a different good sound. I think I, I value your opinion. I mean, if you want to go smarty pants with it, like Kurt Vonnegut has the chart of every story graphically, and he's very proud of it. So yeah. you can see the shapes well, of stories with. So this is kind of an Elon Musk thing. So he's actually pretty good at it. So he builds a rocket and he puts, uh, he puts Tesla on it to send it to space, right? It was a so good it's one. Like flex, it's kind of like flexing. Very and good. yeah, yeah, it's very good. So I could do the same should. thing if he lets me. I would have to write him a check. <laughs> you should do your own thing. Horrible way to do that. Yeah, I know. Like I, yeah. I've, I'm going to do real in real life outrageous things. Yeah, and I also had the exactly ideas. So, like, remember how you talked about NFTs being scams? Well, mostly, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, there is a way to put it on its head and basically release your personal NFT, Richard Hart's NFT. Well, I am. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do the Hex Diamond as one, but I just y- haven't yes. had time to do it yet. Ex- except the twist in the story should be that, you know how NFT is supposed to be non-punchable? 
you make yeah. it fungible. You make it fungible. You make the first fungible NFT. Hmm. So rather than having it non-fungible, you make it fungible, and that will make it very different. I'm going to have to think about that one. You can make NFT. You can make NFTs build other NFTs. So that's all part of blockchain. So you can make it smart. It can make tokens that can build other NFTs and so on and so forth. So you can build fungibility under the premise of non-fungible NFTs, like so to speak, right? So now that that is a very unique and interesting thing. And we'll, we'll have to talk, talk about, about that one. <laughs> I'm so tired right now that like I'm 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 ten IQ points down. I'm down to 130, 135. This is rough. You know what else? This and put some uh, put some red pepper, cayenne really? pepper into it. Okay. Cayenne pepper. So right. when you drink cayenne pepper with uh, uh, apple cider vinegar, your body freaks out. It thinks you're poisoning your body. Oh my and god! What, what happens is that you're not really poisoning, but the body thinks, okay, something terrible is happening. Right. Upregulate adrenaline. Upregulate recovery systems. You're gonna get. Well, this is also like if you eat the so. A lot of the stuff that we have that actually works as medicine is stuff that the plants or the animals use as medicine internally. So if you eat the, so when plants are injured, they release their like fix myself compounds. I can't remember what they're called. Bioflavonoids. I don't remember. And yeah. then, uh, is that what it is? I can't remember. Uh it's then, similar. So there, there's a compound called sulforaphane. So sulforaphane gets released into animals' mouths when they chew on plants. Okay. So that's how plants protect themselves. Now, sulforaphane tells your body that something is really bad happening. It happens to be a longevity drug, too. Okay. So anytime well, you're... I think this you're one's in, unrelated, like, a little bit, and that it's just... This is the, the, the stuff that the plant releases to protect itself yeah. differently than that way. If you so eat you mean that, like you also like it, it weed fixes you too. Like like weed fixes a lot of people, you know. Maybe. I don't, <laughs> it I mean, it just makes me go to sleep. So uh, I'm not <laughs> for it. It's like, oh, sleep time. Cool. I, I can sleep on yeah. my own. I don't need this. No, for sure. I mean, you know what they say? Um, uh, plants they can't run away. So they have to protect themselves by giving animals indigestion so that they're not eaten. Yeah, plants cannot run away, so they they develop uh, mechanisms to repel animals from eating eating them, and especially their young. So anything that's uh, um, uh, sprouts, for example, so Brussels sprouts and radish sprouts, same thing. It changes the way your they body. Also, reacts. They also want you to eat them. Like that's what that's what fruits are. Fruits are please eat. Uh, yes. Elsewhere. Well, they they want you to eat their their uh, uh, natural way to disseminate their seeds, right? Yeah. But not their young. Not so the they want to, yeah, right. exactly. exactly. So what, what's the best, like, I love having you on the squad, mostly because you've got such a good street cred. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what we could be doing better. Like the devs are working super duper hard. The, uh, like Hex is doing what it's always done. It dips. It's in the game. I like, I like people that like talk about the blue chips and crypto. You're like, okay, Bitcoin went up not even a 4x from its last all-time high to its most recent all-time high. It couldn't even do a 4x. It couldn't get from 20K to 80K. It could only get to 69, and it took five years. And then, you know, Hex is up 250 times versus Bitcoin since January 1st, January 5th of 2020. 
it's still up 250x. It's like a giant bull flag, the, sec the second giant bull flag on the weekly chart. And then, uh, you know, let's talk about dips. And so, so if you look from bottom up, Hex is up 250 times higher than Bitcoin over, the, over that time frame. And then if you look from bottom down, Bitcoin dropped 73, Ethereum dropped uh, like 83, and then Hex dropped like 93. And then when they go to get up again, which one do you think is going to get up the hardest? Like, it's just, I don't understand how people could look at such obvious data and not see. Like, it's limp, it barely pumps, but the dumps are almost the same size. But this thing pumps hard as hell, and the dumps are about the same size. Like, it just seems so obvious to me. Well, I think the, the story should be is that uh, you guys are merging the true blockchain innovation in a, in, in a token that has value where everything else out there is uh, leveraged to the, you know. Yeah, we don't have any times. leverage on our chart. There's no way to long it. There's no way to short it. There's the least pain of liquidation because it's, it's Well, that's free. exactly is the point. So yeah. I, think, I think there needs to be a stronger message that you are the most natural blockchain-enabled uh, token that has e-commerce built in into it. And when I, I say e-commerce... I like the security angle because if you yeah. don't have security, you don't have anything. And I'm telling exactly. you, Hex is more secure than Bitcoin. It's a safe inside a safe. Bitcoin's just one safe. Hex is a safe in a safe. If people really understood oh. that, I, I think people are like, what's Hex's use case? Well, other than being up 250X versus Bitcoin in like a couple of years, other than that, it's more secure literally. You're more likely to have an inflation bug again in Bitcoin than you are in Hex. Extremely more likely. Well, I think if we want to help the world, there needs to be literally outreaches to teach people what blockchain is and what self-custody is. And uh, hacks will naturally fall into it. So it doesn't need to be hacks first and then the features after. It could be here the features Paul's of the blockchain. Gonna a ton of people, dude. I think Paul's chain, the world's largest airdrop, is going to on-ramp a ton of people. I yeah, mean, it could. Blockchains hacks, are sexy, especially the, the new blockchains. It only airdropped the most toxic community, unfortunately. So, <laughs> like, I, we're not going to have that problem with Pulse Chain. Yeah, I feel like the the other thing that could could really help is the gamification in a good way. So, uh, I think Vit uh, I listened to Vitalik. I see Maddie days ago. There, like his head is there. We're probably overtime <laughs> or something. What's up, Maddie? Yeah, yeah I, I keep going. I'm, you just uh, want your head in there. All right. <laughs> So quick, quick thing about oh, Vitalik. So some, somebody asked him, what is money? And he said, money is kind of a game. So people are playing with think, the economic like my energy. Definition better. My, my definition is way better than that. So all that matters well, is goods and services, and money is just the accounting to let those things happen. And that's it. Like well, Money call, actually is pretty useless on its own. It just is as useful uh, as it helps us create and allocate the goods and services. I call it uh, social contracts. So in other words, right. if you have $100 or 100 euros in your pockets and you have it today, in your pocket it's worth nothing. But it's the, it's the future that matters. Will you, get, will you buy gas or a cup of coffee with it? And will people honor you're actually getting it done, you know, buying it from, from the world? So it's a social contract future depicted on a piece of paper. That's my right. definition. So It seems fair. Yeah, that seems fair. All right, Maddie, do we hit? Do we talk about all the stuff we should talk about? I guess we didn't have like a. You guys crushed it. Um, all right. You know, 
I suspect both of you are Bitcoin billionaires. I'm not sure if you'll admit it, but uh, you know, Jack, Jack said that he sold the $30 top. Richard is said oh, yeah, he, sold that he bought time, it. Yeah. And uh, well, that's that's an amazing decision. story. As long as you rebuy it, you did great, bro. But if you didn't rebuy, wrecked. I'm trying to yeah. fix my screen. Ugh. Sorry, I'm like half of a brain here. Yeah, since 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 Bitcoin been thirty, I'm sleeping like a baby, waking waking every hour, crying. <laughs> Dude, I like I bought the top. I didn't understand order books back then. I literally did not understand them. I was like, yeah, just give me, you know. A lot of that. Thanks. Oh, I made the top. Darn. It's hard. It's hard to buy the bottom because of the confirmation bias. You know, when everybody right. agrees that uh, yep. this is the way, right? You're like, yep, this is the way. Let's buy all of it. It I, uh, it'll go go faster, higher. People people don't realize like the reason that so many people buy tops is because you couldn't have bought the bottom because you didn't hear about it until the price ran up a lot. Like the reason you heard about it is because the price ran up a lot. If it didn't run up a lot, you wouldn't have heard about it and then you couldn't have bought it. And so there's this natural tendency to like buy tops because that's when people let you know that it exists. So it's like a, it so, adds to the reflexivity. That that particular form of reflexivity is different than the, I want to buy it because it seems more valuable because it is literally. I want to buy it because it is more valuable. Like there are people that prefer to pay more and when they could pay so, less, they don't want it anymore because it's too cheap. So I know this is a horrible idea, but I just want to say it. Coinbase should like release a shitcoin ETF where instead of FTX the good coins, you, already. FTX has you, that already. You, you buy the worst ones, the ones that just came out. Nobody oh, knows about the worst them. ones. I'm not sure. The worst ones. It's an ETF that if you buy it and one of them goes to the moon, you're not going to be completely right. So the worst yeah, ones. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's like. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but that's yeah. why it's so good. <laughs> that's destructive right there. So, Maddie, what's up, bro? What are we doing? Well, um, you know, I want to thank Jack for agreeing to come on Game Theory Gang this uh, Tuesday night with David Feeder and I will try to convince him to switch from getting yield from providing liquidity in Hex to getting yield from time locking. And I'm sure we can uh, also discuss tons of other interesting things when it comes to Hex and longevity. So uh, thank you, Jack, for making yourself available Thanks, tonight it, and uh, in the future. Thanks, Richard. Can I, can I go save the world? I'm like, yeah. let's do it. Let's actually save the world, man. Thanks for the, yeah, being on the journey. Save, save yourself first. I'm trying, dude. Look my from, shirt. Uh, from being nice from shirt. being tired. Yeah, I'm I'm wearing. A, I don't have any hex uh, swag, but I came up with uh, <laughs> the color scheme that kind of you know it's matches pulsy. Pulse, like, a little it's bit. All right, I'll be right pulsy. back, man. I'll be back in like two minutes. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Can cool. I go? Yeah. Boss of course. Man? Yeah. All right. I'll be back. So everybody who's watching now, feel free to like and subscribe. We've had an epic conference so far today. And uh, I'm just, I'm really excited that we've been able to put this together. Jack, what did you think of the five levels? Uh, I think it was awesome. Uh, lots of uh, interesting conversations. Those uh, little boys were adorable. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
yeah, yeah, they're 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 getting they're getting uh, schooled in uh, in cool stuff. You know, and speaking of education, it's just amazing how quickly you can get up to speed on pretty much anything nowadays. Uh, just go to YouTube and uh, find very good people to um, to listen and to learn from, and you can get a compressed uh, kind of like on your own schedule schooling and education uh, that you can apply to your life. You can immediately experiment with it. So. That's what I think is so amazing about just uh, the online world nowadays. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think a lot of us found Richard from YouTube and trying to educate ourselves about crypto. Uh, so our retirement uh, eight years with Richard were pretty similar. Uh, Google went IPO in 04. Um, I kind of gave up my salary and I stayed around longer just because I didn't have anything to else, you know, to do and uh then after a year i figured if only to, i had a bottle of apple cider with the bill well um it, with cayenne that's pepper. um yeah I, I i can't wait to hear more we're looking forward to having you on the show on tuesday and so um everybody should make sure to tune in for that okay all right all right well uh, you guys you guys have fun it was a awesome conversation <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, DM me, uh, you know. What's your username? If, Is it under your uh, uh, it's, it's on uh, It's on the video, yeah. M-R-J-A-C-K-L-E-V-I-N. That's right. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. so much for being here, Jack. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Awesome. So did, did you get a chance to get some coffee? I did. Cool. It's had no effect. <laughs> I hope it makes a difference at some point. Um. Now, the option is yours next. Would you like to give a keynote uh, solo for 30 minutes or no. move on to, to the part where I'm um, trying to present some information and asking you I some I gave questions. my keynote to the elementary school kid. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. Well, uh, I mean, like, I think, I think everyone watching has heard most of the things I commonly say already because of where the users are coming from. So like the highest utility I can have on these types of people that are already in the no kind of streams is like new stuff, you know, in my opinion. So can I present a couple of things that are a little, maybe a little bit new? Yeah. Um, so I made this chart, um, which I think in general is correct. Like, you know, we could, we could argue like maybe the numbers are a tiny bit off, but in general, um, one thing that we know about people who hold hex shares is that they're time locked for way longer than other cryptos, probably 20 times as long. And um, I, I don't think I've heard that statistic been used before in our community, but it's uh, I'm curious on you. You'd have to look at like average, you'd have to look at like the days destroyed statistic. Well, I mean, there's a, how do I say this? So like if you go to bit info charts, I think it is. Like if you just say Bitcoin rich list, it should be like the top result. They have a days destroy chart that shows how long coins have been sitting dormant without moving. Mm -hmm. And then if old coins move, then that's like, you know, a bunch of days that used to be concurrent, like getting destroyed. I think that's how it works. I'm so tired that I may have inverted it, but 
the point is you can tell in Bitcoin and, and most other, nearly any other public blockchain, how long coins have just been sitting. It's like Satoshi's coins have never moved. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that ours was absolutely awesome, but like, you know, I can barely see your chart. So <laughs> I assume you looked at the days destroyed stuff and that's how you generated this chart. Cause it um, it's even simpler than that. And, okay. but I think it's still important to say that. How do you, coin, how do you know how long people held Bitcoin for? It's a Coinbase statistic that they use for advertising to try ah. to, to tell people the simple version of like, which one's better than the other. Of course, they don't. I, I think your stats suck. Something. I think they're doing a disservice to Bitcoin with that because I think the average Bitcoiner holds longer than 118 days. But look, I might be wrong. There's a lot of people who move in and out of it, I think. And, and mm. it, you know, Hex, um, it, you might like this. So it's um, it, this right, is now, right now okay. we're up to six and a half years. It's six and serious? a half years is the average. So I've been, I've been quoting like 5.8. That's crazy. And it just keeps going up. Here's something. Where did you get that from? Did you get that from Staker app or from hexdailystats.com? Hexdailystats.com. Okay. All right. And uh, so th this is even wilder. This is, we're talking, you know, you deserve a Nobel Prize, you know. Noble. <laughs> I'm the noble, noble. So since day 100 in Hex, the average went from. 3.99 years average staked to 6.5. So that's an increase of 2.5 years. I bet if you pull, it would be, it would sound bigger if you did it percentage wise, it'd be like a 50% increase. Well, but, uh, well check this out. We're th there's an escape velocity happening because it's an increase of 2.5 years locked in three, sorry, 2.34 calendar years. And so it's, it's, Accelerating. Interesting. And it, and it might and not bet, do that I bet forever. it would be even longer. I bet you these numbers would be even longer if you removed the OA daughters. I think their average is like five years. So the OA daughters like actually bring the average down. But they, they're, they're different, right? Like So if it is the case that an OA daughter just never sells, no crystal ball. But if that is the case, then there's no reason for that like thing that ain't selling anyway to like draw down the average. But bet if you remove the OA daughters from the like staking totals that like, cause I think they're, I think they were, were at 1.20% of shares, but so much time has passed. Maybe it's less. I've got the numbers updated today. Um, no, but I'm just saying like, if you pulled out OA daughters, then like, I bet your average would be even higher than, than whatever it is now. What'd you say it was now? So I've been quoting six and you're saying 6.5. <laughs> so we like, we gained, half a year. Nice. Yeah. So like, I just, it's interesting, right? There's a lot of, it's very cool. Another thing, that's, analysis. <clears throat> another thing that's shocking and, uh, you know, mainstream economists, if they're not biased would, I think really be impressed. The, uh, percentage of stake tax, if you don't include the OA daughters, 75% of user controlled hacks is thought to be time locked. Cool. That's great. <laughs> it's really incredible that that much hex got locked. And, and I think the sacrifices really helped with that as well. Well, that's another thing is that like so much hacks got pulled off the open market. It's 
it's rare to find it now. Like on the like hex is much more rare on the uh you'd have to look at this, but I I my gut feeling is that the amount of hex that's available on the automated market makers now is probably a lot less than it was on the run up. Mm-hmm. And so that may mean it's like a lot easier to go up higher this time than it was the first time, but you'd have to like check it. But I mean, that's what my my gut feels like. But it would be interesting to look at. I'm offering a course for free um, that goes through chain analysis 101. I saw on Fox Business, you um, mentioned a couple times that things can be verified on chain. I think that Hex having not only the majority of its volume trading on chain, but also having the chart of future market supply, it's really revolutionary. I agree 100%, 100%. Um, another interesting thing from me having the luxury of being able to travel, um, to other countries here recently, because the hex allowed me to retire and do whatever I want. Um, I thought it was really interesting to get into the shoes of people who live outside of the United States and to realize how irrational saving money is in an inflationary environment. Yep. True. Um, it's true. The and, more you save, the more you lose. Yeah. In countries. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of um, like that in America too. You just lose slower. <clears throat> it well, is the, like that in America. You just lose slower than the other countries. The way that Hex like has its monetary policy to be able to pay inflation to the people who are not selling, I think that... The people that deserve it the most. Yeah, I mean, it's that simple. Like the people who earn the most and actually the people that deserve it the most. It's a beautiful meritocracy. I have a theory that this could really change people's subconscious psychology because it's our monetary environment or our environment in general that determines our behavior uh, to, to a great degree. And so if people had a way to look forward to the future, if people had a way to um know that saving we've seen it. We, we know that we know it works because we've seen it work we've had hundreds of people say that this stuff saved them like save them emotionally save them mentally and hundreds right. is probably a low estimate i'm being a big very it's like a very low estimate we know this makes people healthier mentally we've seen it since all of the things have started to come true that you predicted in the bear market um certain you know big names going down, um, you know, Celsius and et cetera. Um, I started a new initiative kind of as an experiment where I said I was willing to pay people to create a suicide prevention plan. And uh, I would pay them some pulse points that um, I'm now on the hook for. Not very much. I would much. change the framing. I would just change the framing. So instead of naming it a suicide prevention plan, you just call it a like, enjoy life plan. Mm, that's really good feedback. Yep. The, the, um, the thing I've got set up now is crypto saves life.com. And there were already 12 people who signed up and wrote a, uh, a three sentence, you know, suicide prevention plan that connects them with whatever country they're in the suicide prevention hotline as well. And, uh, people that are it, watching are like, what? Like Maddie's in the mental health business. He, he coaches people and is professionally certified to do so, I believe. You have like some degree 
from the government that lets you do these things, I think. I, yeah, I, I did about 10,000 hours of therapy with people um, in my state. I, I'm not licensed to practice in any state. And uh, so what I say on YouTube is, um, is more like uh, free education for people. But yes, I, uh, so you, I do so have you, the right practice. You do counseling, but like there's no magic number the government gives you to do it or something? I was doing um, for seven years, I served people that were mostly on Medicaid. So they made less than $15,000 a year and they were right. court ordered about 90% of them, which taught me a lot about how people, they don't have to want to change in order to change, but that's how most people think about behavior change. Right. And, uh, you know, Hex is a really good example of where I think people discover, you know, the, the emergent properties of it once they, once they actually do the process of staking, sending money to their future selves. Tell me more of your stuff. Sure. Um, well, you know, I think someday Hex could be used to unlock a new function of money because people don't think of money as being able to use it to pay yourself. It's always, if it's an external source, that's what motivates you. You know, working for somebody else, a job that you hate, you're willing to do it. But once you have dollars in your bank account, it doesn't give you the same motivation that somebody else's bank account does. But with programmable money, and Hex is the first example of where people, they've, they've decided to change their own behavior using the truth engine by creating a savings plan that now they're forced to stick with, whatever that would be. And the extreme price appreciation is part of the mechanism that incentivizes people to pay their future self. Yeah, it's an, it's a very interesting angle. It, I think it. <clears throat> I don't ever measure how I treat myself very often, so I'm not very reflective in that way. I'm too busy like focused on the outside world and like other stuff, other people, things like that. So for me, it's like alien the concept of like paying my future self. But I think a lot of other people kind of use that frame more often, you know. So they probably will get it a lot easier than me. Like my brain's like pay myself, but I'm already me. Who's this other self? You know, like it's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. It, um, it's interesting because the job I had before I worked in mental health for seven years was in a neuroscience laboratory where we paid people a thousand dollars to quit smoking. We also gave them all the tools that they needed and accountability. So we weren't just measuring the effect of the $1,000, but I found it extremely fascinating that people could, you know, people who wanted to quit smoking of which there, you know, there are 2 billion smokers in the world. Not everybody wants to quit, but some people do. People who want to quit, they keep paying thousands of dollars for cigarettes, but it's something about somebody coming along externally and saying, Hey, I'll give you this bonus. Right. So with programmable money, you know, if we can pay ourselves to delay gratification with hacks, I think that um, there's a whole new economy that could emerge around this idea of, you know, now sure you're going to say you have an Oracle problem if you're really trying to, uh, you know. Yeah, but like it's it's like, but it's not a, a lot of times the Oracle just doesn't lie. I mean, hell, the Oracles are truthful more often than they lie. So <laughs> it's like. Even if people things, get their money back, uh, you know, even if people stake a thousand dollars, 
to quit smoking and then they get their money back because they cheated, they've still nudged themselves in the right direction. And in a world where you'd expect technology to keep growing, ex you know, getting exponentially better, making things cheaper if the government wasn't printing infinitely more money. Right. Um, you know, the, the, I think the future is um, extremely valuable to monetize. I think time can be monetized. Uh, I think Hex does the best example of this and it's, it's almost like a fourth dimensional, you know, um, thing. I don't think rich people realize that the, that there's something that they can't do with Hex that they, or, or that they can do with Hex that they can't do with any other monetary instrument. You can't force yourself to hold with any right. other monetary asset without a, a external counterparty risk right. from a third party. Maddie, I am stupid, stupid, <laughs> duper tired. What else do we got on the menu, brother? Let's see. Um, sticker guy, if you want to send anybody else in that we have waiting, um, we can speed up the. Please. Uh, Dying of tired. Dying. Richard, um, another thing that I, I just wanted to point out is you, you're following on Twitter. It's grown amazingly. And, uh, you know, About a quarter the things now. that you're doing are working. It was a little bit over a yes, year ago. My outrage work, my outrage marketing works. All of you noobs that don't understand why it works. That's why I owned a 150 person marketing company and retired 20 years ago off of it. And you didn't. Okay. I'm better at marketing than you noobs, which is why I have more followers than you, which is why I've been doing it for decades. What I'm doing works period. They won't let us advertise the way normal people advertise crypto ads are banned i can't even advertise myself they won't even accept the ads the fact that i exist as a human being unacceptable but they'll give me all the free press i want if i just act funny so i'll take the free press instead of just being cancel cultured and no one knows i exist <clears throat> and the um the things that you mentioned on your youtube channel it, it, like in passing was that you know, Periscope was scheduled to go offline. And one thing I wanted to let you know is that it still works to be able to duplicate your stream automatically right. onto Twitter. You have a huge following there. And so I think that you could reach thousands and thousands of more people if you turn that back on. Good idea. Awesome. That is a good idea. Basically, in order to do it, I have to like grab an extra capture card, stream an extra copy at low res just to their duplicating platform because they only support 1080p but i stream at 4k so i have to stream at 4k and then bust out an extra copy on another capture card or something similar uh i think obs actually has a virtual camera built into it that may act as a proxy or something um it's a good idea you're gonna have to remind me when i'm conscious again sure Absolutely. Now, um, there's no reason not to use this good content that we generate across as many places as we can. We're speeding up the program here. So if we want to go around the room quickly and uh, each person can ask Richard one question before he uh, dies you know, gets, tired, get some rest. <laughs> sticker guy, do you want to go first? Who's ready? Sticker guy is going to have the longest shit. Go last sticker guy. Oh, true. Everyone else oh, is going to okay, have Okay, 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 okay. Who wants to go first? Give me the guy in the colorful shirt. I'll go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Richard, I've heard uh, I've heard some devs talk about that. So I understand that you know V two for Uniswap 
has you have to have equal order size on yes. uh, either side. Yep. I've heard them. I heard a dev potentially say on I saw it on Telegram that they were looking to add um, limit orders. Are is that yeah. something that's potentially going to happen to PulseX? Yes, like maybe. It depend. Like it's already built. It's already there. Mm -hmm. It's already being tested. I don't know if it makes production or not because I haven't tried it myself yet. I'm look. I, I look at that and I'm like, okay. We care about PulseX doing well. Does this feature make PulseX do better? If so, then you probably see it. If not, you probably don't. That's fair. I like that. So, so like, does it still give PulseX fees? If not, well, maybe that doesn't get added. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I got to look at the details. But one other question. But I'm looking at it from a perspective of what's best for PulseX. I've been messing <laughs> around on the on the test net and everything. Yeah. Uh, on, on Uniswap, it adds the commas. And sometimes, like, the numbers are so big that it's, like, hard Submit to... Submit a bug report okay. on GitLab. Gotcha. That's an easy one. Yeah. Front-end bug? Easy bug. <laughs> Next! Nice to meet you, sir, by the way. Um, Pleasure. I guess my question is, and me and Tindy's were talking about this a second ago, hex on Pulse, hex on Ethereum, is it... Yep. You know, we say airdrop. But is Hex going into Pulse Chain? Is that more? Should we think of it more as a migration? Should everyone think of it as a migration and it being the no. Hex? Mm, no, because you could get wrecked. So, like, how do you know? I don't know what everyone's going to do. I think Pulse Chain is going to kick Ethereum's butt. But mm. let's see. So, if uh, you know, if you decide to swap all of your Hex in one direction. And then the market decides to go the other direction. You didn't win. You lost. And so, like, I, I think in theory that, you know, Hex on Pulse Chain should be more valuable. But I don't really know. Like, we have to find out what, what everyone else thinks, you know? Yeah. So, if it, like, you could call it a migration. If, like, I don't think a migration is the right word. I think there's always going to be a market for Hex on Ethereum. And as long as there's liquidity and people are trading it, 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 there's the market is going to be there. And so I just like, I don't, I think that they will start at similar prices, but I don't have a surety about it. But no, no one's ever seen this before. No one's ever seen this before. Mm. It's going to be extremely interesting. So I like, basically what I would feel comfortable saying is, you don't know what everyone else is going to decide and what everyone else decides greatly affects the price. Pulse, mm -hmm. pulse, pulse, hex on the pulse chain could be worth twice as much as hex on the Ethereum chain, or it could be worth half. Nobody knows. It's the, we, we need to learn what the market thinks. So gotcha. yeah, I just, I wish I could predict with perfect certainty what the future holds for things that have never been done before. But like, it, let's let's all learn it together. I'm, I'm just telling you guys, be very careful when you pick your side, because if you care about the price and not just the technology, what other people decide also matters. You know. Mm. Very good. So like some people like some people think that like the Ethereum hex is going to like drop and the Pulse hex is going to go up a lot. Yeah, maybe, or maybe not. I don't know. Let's see. You know. <clears throat> cool. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Let's let's take sticker guy. Let's do it. 
And, and Zurich, you said I should become a YouTuber, and you said that you're going to subscribe. It's YouTube slash Sticker Guy Win. Please subscribe to my YouTube. <laughs> also, that was not a question. Also, <laughs> I, look, I, I took my time. I wrote down a lot of questions, and I have still many, many more. So my question is, would you like to come on my YouTube channel so I can ask you more questions? I'm trying to punch upwards, and I'm sure you don't have any followers yet, but you're about to gain. You're about to gain one more. Um, nice. I really, <laughs> I really try to focus on people we haven't on ramped yet. Like anyone that's going to be watching you is already in. You know. I know. I know. It's, it's um, hard. Sticker guy. Can you tell me it again? Sticker, sticker guy, guy win. Win. Yes. I'm going to subscribe to you. There you go, man. You okay, so I'll just everybody. make all the videos with questions to you and you just watch it when you have time and then you make like a response video or something. <laughs> That's like a genie question. That's like asking for more wishes. I don't just think remember, do I'm <laughs> very tired and you'll be lucky if I remember this conversation tomorrow. <laughs> but I just subscribe. Hey, you never know if you never try. Oh, true. Okay, Give me one or two much. more. Oh, one or two more. Okay, uh, how about... Why are you not buying Twitter? Why are you not buying Twitter? Like the Elon Musk hype. I think I could build my own for far cheaper. Yeah, and but I you know also you have the problem of unwrapping users, but like, yes. let me Somebody see. Else How did? Uh, hold on. Let me finish answering that question. <laughs> how did Elon's purchase of Twitter go? <laughs> Just how you right. predicted. It's not about, it's not about right. buying Twitter. It's, it's about right. getting publicity. Crypto billionaire oh. founder steps yeah. in to buy Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay, you got right. Whatever. It's, well, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, I'd rather buy. I don't know, dude. I don't want to buy Twitter. I, I just don't think well, it's a just, good business. It's like they don't make enough money, in my opinion. So well, like, I do don't you, care. Okay, yeah, but the, yeah. do you need more money? That's a good point. Yeah, I'm just so used to running that program, man. Like, I haven't. I'm still cheap. I still like. I don't understand all the resources I have, so I'm still like trying to get bargains on things like i really care about not buying the real estate top i really care about like not buying mm -hmm. the watch top so well, somebody somebody has to buy the top Maybe no yeah i guess but it ain't me <laughs> like I, I still love getting deals man i really do so maybe it would be smart of me to shake free of that and like get worse deals but go faster mm -hmm. time, is, time is valuable yeah, I probably would. It's gonna take me time to learn that, man. Like I really, I hate getting bad deals. But you have to understand it's a good deal if you're in a position like, yeah, I don't know. I bought a few million cars, whatever. <clears throat> All right, next, good questions, man. Let's go with uh, top top middle. Hey, what's up, Richard? Uh, pleasure talking to you, meeting you. Pleasure. Um, year ago when I um, stumbled across a panel show you were on, heard you talking about hex and pulse chain i was able to get in on the pulse chain sacrifice and i've been on board ever since uh i just wanted to say i appreciate you uh the hex community um we believe in you we uh, we trust you and uh regardless of all the crap that's thrown your direction uh we got your back you know thanks um, man i appreciate if, that if, if I know you're tired, and if I were to ask just uh, one question, it would be as far as like uh, YouTubers like myself and these other guys. Um, I know we're pre-viral. Uh, I know there's a lot of different things going on with people trying to get the word out. 
any other thing you could um, just off the top of your head that we can I cloud doing? chase other communities. So I'll go, I'll go and do, uh, I'll go into, so I don't publicly follow anybody except Hex, except Richard Hart Maxis on Twitter. And then occasionally you see, you know, a, a Richard Hart Maxi start talking about some stupid coin. And I'm like, unfollow. Cause I'm not like, I'm not a viral vector for you to pump sucky bags, you know? Um, but, but I do using the, the lists feature still see other people's tweets outside of the, the RH maxis. And then I clout chase and I, I'm hitting those Bitcoin tags constantly. I'm hitting the Ethereum tags constantly because that's where the users are. And so, you know, I get my face and my name and the things I care about out there by going to places where people don't already know about them. So like this live stream right here, everybody watching already knows maybe 1% of the viewers or 5% or maybe 10% of people that are, that are new because of the way it was marketed. It's marketed primarily to people that already know, you know, and so getting this into the eyeballs and attention spheres of people that aren't already in the know requires you to be places that you've not been before, you know? So uh, I'll give you an example. This guy founded a coin that sucked. It basically failed at, on launch. But for some reason, he has a following. It's weird. Uh, you know, he talked uh, crap about how crappy Hex is. That's perfect. Because I couldn't have reached his audience otherwise, but he reached them for me. Now his audience, some part of them, will go look at Hex and decide, oh, you know, he's wrong about this one. The founder's, uh, I guess, co-founder of Tezos, uh, the Brightman girl, she talked smack about Hex on a news report on TV, I think. Great. That's awesome. I couldn't have bought that, Right. And so those are examples of other people doing my job better than me and getting my message out in front of, not perfectly my message, but at least something that's a breadcrumb that'll lead to it, um, to audiences that could therefore be saved. You know, I looked at Tezos's chart. It's absolutely trash, absolutely trash. Um, that other dude's chart, his, his coin failed at launch. Now they like went and used their admin keys to go make a bunch of changes but like, it still sucks. So, you know, you have to get in front of other people and that requires them to know you exist. And that means that you need to do outbound messaging. You need to be in their threads. You need to be hitting their tags. Um, and, and advertising outside crypto is great, particularly when everyone in crypto is recently wrecked. So, you know, since Ethereum's down 80% or whatever, it's, nice to honor people that are pre-wrecked <laughs> like you know because they might they might on-ramp with more energy um yeah so you're gonna have to do all the same crap that i did man you know be interesting and get your get your name and your messages out in front of people that haven't already seen them we were trying and to i'm still doing this like i'm using i'm hitting louis vuitton's hashtags prada hashtags bitcoin hashtag like it, you know man i i, I put in effort we were trying to direct people to, to if they're going to stream, do what you like to do and just bring Hex along with you, whether you're wearing the shirt nice. or the hat. Great idea. It's get great the audience idea. and people out of curiosity will ask you, what, what's why are you always wearing that hat or yep. what's with the thing behind you or whatever. So 
Um, you know, Stick the dot com and the forty percent APY on there, and you might get asked a lot quicker. Nice. Just the logo itself doesn't do crap, guys. It just looks cool. That unique benefit statement, forty percent APY, hex dot com. Now they know it's a dot com, right? So I, I love adding the dot com, and I love adding the forty percent APY because, and you could be like thirty nine percent, something like that. This like the more like exact the number, the the more people are like, oh, it's like they really measured it, you know? It's not like made up. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're shilling, I think definitely include the dot com and the forty percent APY or some other unique benefit statement. But I think that one's the the most concise, compelling one we have. <clears throat> By the way, how much better does this leopard shirt look than the last one? Yeah. Same season, same manufacturer, but God, this one's way better. You don't look like a camouflage tomato anymore, Richard. Like that. Dude, one. I, I look like a fat last shirt was so bad. That one's sharp. That's the worst. Thanks, man. Is that Dolce? What is that? Dolce Bana, yeah. So I think my life is awesome is the last one to ask yep. a question here. He's got he's got his webcam pointed up at the sky. What's up, man? What's up, bro? What's happening? I'm falling asleep on stream. Well, it's, it's I a pleasure. I don't think I ever actually fell asleep on stream. Nope. I don't think. That would be popular. If I did, it would be really popular. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm the first Pulse Chain channel that covered everything Pulse Chain and just went at it. 50, nice, 70 man. videos just pumping this community. Epic. And honestly, it was it was kind of easy to do because the leader that we have and you know, people attract what's around them and you've attracted some of the smartest minds, some of the best hearts. I love that. And I've heard it's you really say great. your favorite thing is the community. It is. And we're we're yep. really here for you. Like in, in a it. bear where everyone's tanking, I was able to convey to my audience to get out of the stock market and get into these Richard Hart sacrifices. And you saved thousands of people from getting wrecked in these markets and we sacked into your products. I so, like I like uh, free speech and I like freedom of movement and I'm glad everyone else loves them. Yeah, we and I also we, like the blockchain. So free coins, I love free coins. I got Bitcoin for free, you know, like uh, when I double clicked the EXE back in 2011, I was getting 50 BTC every once in a while right my computer. Um, I think freemium onboarding is like a wonderful way to to bring people into stuff. Who doesn't like free money? Your money's awesome. Thank yeah, you so much it. for being a, a Hexican and a, a Pulsican YouTuber. Uh, it matters, man. I mean, where do you think all these new users are coming from? I think it's you guys. Do you Would you entertain what Jack was saying earlier about taking some super expensive items like a Ferrari and just no, smashing it or I'm doing something? No, I'm not destroying my shit. No, I won't destroy my shit. I'll do it more creatively, dude. I'm not blowing my shit up. That's stupid. I'm against that. I will find a better, more exciting way to be interesting that doesn't involve blowing up my shit. <laughs> what, what is it you guys be? can blow up your shit, but I suggest you don't. Because when you do it and no one pays attention, you're going to be like, damn, I didn't get any press and I blew up my shit. You're going to feel really <laughs> stupid. You're going to have the raise $27 million for charity, no one cared moment. Is there any political movement or anything you think you'd ever get involved in for, for you know points? Richard Hart for president sounds cool. Starting my own country sounds cooler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm waiting for um, that. I mean, I've got a whole book on it, like the Fix the World book. It's got 
a section on that. Um, it's just we have such larger impact on the things that we're already working on, and those things can scale so much easier. Like we're working on the right things, like removing counterparty risk from trading, the world's largest free airdrop, monetizing time, empowering individuals to get their freedom back, financial freedom, privacy. Like it's really a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And we should continue to focus on it and not branch out until it really is critical mass viral. After that, you could chill and it will do its own thing and it's all good. But until you're critical mass viral, you should keep stepping on the gas, in my opinion. So I'm not ha- like I don't I don't want to play politics and charity games. I don't want to play buy a yacht and figure out how to outfit it games. I don't want to f- play like upgrade my living situation because I'm focused on the critical mass stuff. Um, and, and I think everyone else should kind of be thinking along the same lines. Is crypto a means to an end for longevity research? Uh, well, yeah, or you die. That's your call. You know, you could either try and save your life or just die with a whimper. I'm not really the whimper type. So I guess it's a means to an end, sure. But, you know, right now, like, I put a lot more time into flexing than I do into, like, reading medical research. So, you know, I'm not there yet. Maybe in a couple of years. A couple is probably too short, but you know what I mean? Maybe in a few years. Yeah. What, what would you like to see? To I like the save your ass fund that, you know, people can get rich in and still maybe save their own lives. I like that. I mean, my, my roadmap's never changed, right? Like, I, I should publish the book for more flex value. Like, but write the check for the guy who was doing the book stuff. Well, yeah, actually. Just, just okay. That's list, great advice. That's great advice. Do the list. That's great advice. If I should deploy my capital. If you need an employee, I'm currently unemployed. If you, if I can get, I can, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Just let me know. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I like the sound of it. Like more, just hire more people to do the things that I wish were done and then hope that they do them. Like I just, and, I've had that. I've just had so many people say they were going to do things and not do them that that's, and I, I've had the same conversation on one of these types of streams before and the story hasn't changed. I hate getting ripped off so much that I don't feel like hiring four guys to do the same job and then one of them works. But like, that is kind of what I'm doing with pulse already anyway. Like I have parallel teams. So it's like, yeah. Ah, so much work. Oh, I've got so much work I have to do. God. I just have so don't. Much work I have just to do. don't. If you just don't do it, then it will be easier to do it once you're relaxed. You look I feel like if anybody that. needed a personal assistant, it would be you. You got a lot of Oh, maybe, maybe I could maybe use maybe a publicist two. as well. Maybe yeah. I could also yeah. use, like, I could use so many things. It's so, like, but I'm just cheap. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to waste money on things I need. <laughs> like some sometimes, volunteers. Sometimes have. you got to spend money to make money, though. You know that. So I uh, know. Because if you if you have a good publicist, they might be worth their weight in gold. Might get you in yep. front of more eyes. You know. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're multiplying their marketing with like I do great interviews with everybody, and it doesn't matter who they are. So like it would be a wonderful match. You're easily yeah. marketable. So we're 
We're getting there, boys. We're getting there. You know what? The, the worst thing that could happen is that it fails, but then you're still at the same point that you started. Yeah. You've compelled me to consider increasing my human resources. I'm not hey. saying you should build a pyramid scheme, but... I don't even know what a pyramid scheme looks like. How oh. does that even work? <laughs> oh, you, you hire a guy that hires a guy that hires a guy to do the stuff that the guy hires. <laughs> that's, that's is that like Fiverr? Is that, is that how Fiverr works? I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Maybe there. Hey, maybe there's a website called Tenor, and then they hire the Fiverr guys. <laughs> That'd be funny. 30 Fiverr, and it just goes down from there. <laughs> I mean, hey, Richard. Yeah, yeah. I'm about yeah. to head off, but yes. Yeah, so I re you first started with like self-help books and really awesome motivation to help people. And I remember hearing you say like, you know, like I wrote this and no one listened. So I decided I would make everyone rich and they'd be hanging on your every word. And that's exactly what happened. You created, you created funny, like yeah. the most Mensa solution. Cause I, I do a lot of coaching for 20 years and right. it's like so smart how you did it. But now my it question works. is now that you're here, you literally have thousands of people all over the world hanging on your every word and we've all formed like voltron as hexagons what would nice. you like to see for all your hexagon community like what would you like to see happen i want to see you what guys you do like more outbound messaging i want to see more mm -hmm. stickers all over the world with hex.com you know and we also have the world's largest free airdrop like it solves the environmental blowing up the environment problem that Bitcoin and Ethereum are currently doing. Like we've got so much good stuff, but the easy one that exists that people can on ramp to the easiest because it exists hex.com 39% APY or 38 or whatever. You have to look it up. I mean, if you're rounding, you can put 40, but I think 38 is just, just dandy. Um, you know, hex.com 38% APY and you could put the logo if you want. Logo looks awesome, but you don't have to. The unique benefit statement and the dot com, vital, important, actual, awesome hexagon logo, optional. Um, and, you know, I, I also think that there's a whole industry of guys out there that charge to teach people how to do stuff and get lots of users. And then they get users that they wouldn't have got had they gave away the info for free. So I think there's a space for penetrating these people will only care if they pay for the info people, you know? Um, so I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity in the educational space as well. It's, it's really all about outbound messaging, man. We have the best, like, okay, I'm going to say this, but it might not be totally accurate, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I feel like saying it. I think Hex is the best product in the world. I absolutely love it. Amazing, wonderful, works flawlessly. I absolutely love Hex. I love it. And I think so many other people would feel the same way if they got to experience it. But they're being it's being hidden from them by scumbags that are jacking them for their money and ruining their lives. The exchanges that people lose all their life savings on, either due to rug pulls or uh, margin trading, hiding it. The market cap ranking sites where everyone learns about the next thing to get rug pulled on and go to zero, hiding it influencers hiding it etc like everybody's hiding the thing that could save so many people's lives and so like outbound messaging i think is the best the absolute best direct mail in person door to door whatever people have to hear about it 
And so we, are, really, we already did that. Do you have another tip? Um, I, I a lot of people say of that they things. did a thing, but they don't actually do the thing. You know, I put even stickers on your car. I went door to door in America. I made yep. conferences, but with they many. didn't. They didn't have the, the .com on them, did they? They might have. I think they did. But they didn't but have the API did. on them. Well, it was the, the, the it was the first hex sticker I ever made. So I like they evolve, yes, much. and they get better. And I ask questions. But I liked it. Uh, it, it no, liked for, it. for me, it was uh, like the first one I right. I created. Yeah. Um, I understand. This isn't but, but you got to understand, look, making them around. and deploying them properly are totally different things, right? Yes, I figured that out. So, like, I, it's where are they getting stuck, you know? And, and then uh, I think interviews are a great spot. I mean, a lot of people that have spoken here to me say that they heard about me on an interview. And so I, I think other hexagons could interview well elsewhere. And the great part about doing interviews is it's a whole new audience that's not yours. John McAfee used to do this really well. He, he would do interviews with like everybody, everybody. And he had a lot of followers, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, telling you to go into audiences you don't already have and use unique benefit statements, there's not really any other magic. Like that's that's what I'm doing, you know? I'm going to start doing interviews on my channel and then pumping the pulse chain to them at key opportune moments. Right. And if we all started doing that, when what about comparison videos? We talk about the best coins and we like name any, yours. Anything, anything to get into the other audience's heads. So, you know, if I smack talk somebody <laughs> and uh, they fight back, I win. Because now I've got new viewers that I wouldn't have otherwise had. And so clout chasing and drama and all that stuff, it's, it's what works for us because it's not banned yet. Straight up marketing's banned. Wow, that's funny. So now we're in the drama business because we can't just advertise. It's so disgusting. The world is so unfair, it's crazy. But hey, so, you know so, what? So how about you create more drama? Well... I think I think that the world's largest free airdrop is just going to be so sick. But like, I mean, I am. Like, did you hear my last Twitter space? I savaged this dude so hard. <laughs> oh, that was that guy was he, so. He fucking <laughs> tapped out. He was like, "I'm leaving." I'm like, you're a coward, dude. You got 1,800 new followers from that. Funding yeah. Jim got 600, and Tone Bay's got 50 new followers. Yep. That's beautiful yeah. metrics. And here's what's funny. This guy, the Swan Bitcoin guy, he said, I'm not going to come on the show and no one else should come on the show because it just promotes a bunch of crap. And then it made me make a tweet. It's so funny. The Bitcoin guys that have no followers are afraid of talking to anyone else because they're giving them a platform. And so they silence themselves into obscurity. And so I went on there and did what this idiot wouldn't do because he's an idiot. And I got 1,800 new followers and he got zero because he thought he was cool and thought being silent and not talking to people was how you save them. That's not how you save people. Well, it's not how I do it. Tone um, Bay should so, be silent more, honestly. I agree with that. That would be a better world. We would be in a better world then. Um, so like, yeah, I got 18. And so people, people were like, I went to a community 
outside my normal one. And it gave me 1,800 new users, and I'm only sitting on a quarter million. So like 1,800 at a quarter million is like basically a 1% bump. So I got a 1% bump in my users by going on a show that other people were too stupid to go on, you know? And like, and then basically other people ended up on there because they saw that I was killing it and they wanted to clout chase me, basically, you know? Um, I like when I'm beating people in debates so badly, but they don't even realize the savaging they're getting. Like this dude was like, uh, tell me about the Howie test. And then I like expand past Howie into like administrative rulings and uh, and like family likeness tests. And I'm just like way beyond Howie. But his brain doesn't understand that. Like he doesn't understand that there's extra non-Howie things. His, his little mini brain thinks. And he's a smart dude, but just like not smart enough. Like he's almost, he's like, he just, I... I know so much more about this stuff than these guys that they don't understand how little they know. And you're just like, or they keep saying like, you keep comparing it to Bitcoin and you're like, yes, because yeah. it is like exactly. the same thing with a proof of work change. I've, I've heard so, so many like, of them argue with you. And I feel like the, the thing that they can't get is the inflation. They don't understand how it's paid out and they don't understand that. it. You know, well, they, here's, here's, shares. But I what I want to see is what they do with Pulse Chain and PulseX because they're deflationary. Exactly. Because the argument just died. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I, I, I want to see what they say out. then. Yeah, it's going to no. be hilarious. It's like, oh, you don't like inflation? Well, these deflate. So now what? What utility they have? Oh, the same utility of all the other bags that you hold and love. So, you know, and, and it, I think there's a reason that there's like 50% more people in the Pulse Chain room than the Hex room. I just think it's so much easier to understand, you know? Inflation's the bad word right now. So, well, yeah, but if you say deflation, mass, it's also a bad word. Like yeah. they don't like yeah, that one either. So any of the flate, any of the lations is no good. Deflation, inflation, nobody likes them. You know, um, I'll I'll work on, I'll try and find a, a better like marketing language for the deflationary becomes more rare. I think that's a right a good way to say it. It becomes more rare over time. The supply only goes down, you know. Um, it more becomes more rare automatically. Compound interest is something that that people they That's they don't necessarily one. know the math behind it, but they know it's good. They know it's good. Yeah, that's a good point. I think making, I think I think the phrase "making gains on your gains" is pretty awesome too. Like, there's just, we like. I I would love to circle back through. I wonder how the work I did on like the scam page worked out. Because there's like no rebuttals answer. for everything on there, right? Like people would say it's not liquid. You're like, uh, the best time to buy Bitcoin was when it was not liquid. Ah, uh, the ownership centralized. The best time to buy Bitcoin was the ownership centralized. Ah, uh, it has no use case. It's more secure than Bitcoin. Do you consider security a use case? Uh, you know, you're just like, I, I thought those rebuttals were so good for like all of the arguments. And I, they must have worked, I guess, because I, I mean, what are the arguments that we hear now? I don't even. What is, is there? You need new buyers. Yeah. Oh, that's the new one. You need new yeah. buyers, right? Like, what else has that property? Every single thing, every single possible thing needs that. McDonald's needs that. Well, that people have in, to keep buying. But if they stop buying, McDonald's goes to zero. Yep, that's in, right. With with anything else, you're not competing with the people who want to maintain their T-share position. You're not competing with the people who want future comp their share of the future compound interest. That T-share rate going up and some hexagons choosing to rebuy their T-shares, even though they get more expensive almost every day, 
that is I, part I of think, the magic. I think that like rotating into T shares is something I always wanted to do, but I never actually successfully did. Like T shares is the whole thing, man. Like it's so good. It's so good. I, I want at one point I'd like to kind of try and rotate into it. I think you guys are doing a way better job with the T share angle than I am. Because they're wonderful. Like there's such a fabulous thing. Hey guys, we have a price chart that only goes up and to the right forever in hex terms. T shares only go up, period. Never down. Never down. Up only. So like T shares in hex price. Lovely. You know the, you know? the the thought behind inviting you on my channel was if you do interviews you get more new audiences. That's great, you get 1,800 followers, but that's yep. only 1%. But like, I really Only 1% for less than a day's work, bro. That's a lot. Awesome, awesome. Well, hear me out. My suggestion, um, like the old live stream is you sitting where you sit and reading chat and just interacting. And if you do a interview, it's more like you explaining the people, but you are very, very good at explaining. So, and you already did like a lot of explaining, like hexagons, like you say yourself, they know a lot. So yep. if we take more time to stay inbound, but we kind of need to do it with you because you know it best. So are you saying to, the, for me to educate the educators? I'm missing the point. No, I, I say, spend the time brainstorming like like we do now we're we're thinking oh right how can, I, I hear we, how can we get more yeah, like, how can we find new words how can we get around like we we do all i, I would rather fix the text on the site <laughs> like there's yeah, certain things that could be better you, you will never you know, yourself. like how there's no time just like we we do postcards we do road tours we do everything that right. that you suggest we should do because we have such a powerful community that you yep. managed to, be, to make cool. millionaires. I like it. So it's more like we have such, we have the strongest community ever. I've been in a lot of communities like through, through gaming and stuff. So, yeah. but, and, and we have a lot of ideas. So maybe take two months and circle around all the, all the hex streamers, visit your community and try to, try to, find new ideas and you can't find new ideas by yourself. I'm sorry. I don't think we need new ideas. I think we have the right ideas already. I think yeah, our ideas are awesome. Them, but no, no, the new technology is always better. New is no, always but there's better. no we new technology. Ideas. You, you've got the internet <laughs> where you look at a screen. You've got billboards where you look at a screen and mm -hmm. you've got people knocking on your door and you've got people calling you and you've got yes. email and texts and that's it. Yes, so, so, no you're, so you're telling me if if you would talk, like let's say only one week, how many hex streams do we have? Like the big ones, 20, 30, 50, mm, sure. that's a lot. Sure. Let's say you take two months and once or twice a week, you go on a channel, you and there's like you and eight other people. I, I think you'd learn more from the competitors than from me. I think you'd do better copying ideas from the guys that have a shitload more followers than I do than taking my ideas in that arena. Like I like, yes, yes. My thumbnail game but sucks. My the uh, stuff I'm writing. My my like icon emojis and my description sucks. Now my headlines suck on purpose because I don't feel like getting banned again. And I'm hoping that that makes a difference yes, to have bad headlines. But like we are we are in a bubble, and I don't I myself I'm not in the bubble. Catch up. 
Okay, I am. I'm the guy I talking and she guys. On, on anything, but we need to we need to have one place where we can connect all the dots, and we try to do that ourselves, uh, by like building larger structures. But in the end, I just don't think I'm as valuable for this particular brainstorming as you think I am. I think you guys are doing a very good job on this stuff. Look, you got to look where we came from, right? In in the early days, uh, you know, I was talking to Motley about it today. I mean, look at mm -hmm. look at the five 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 tour. In every major city, yes. there's hexagons galore. You got hexagon stickers just in the random. You got hexagon billboards. I mean, come on, guys! Like the the message speaks for itself. We've come so far. At it's some great. at some point, you got to say, yeah. "Hey, you want to know where Bitcoin good. was? We just need like to do more." In. It was nowhere. Richard, you've been on fire on the Twitter space talks too, though. Some of the other outreach, I know those have been real popular. Feed me better interviews, homies. I have no public relations agent. It's you guys. guys I want to echo that as well. There's there's uh, tens of thousands of people that watch every word that Richard says, and you heard him say it just now. If you can line up an amazing interview for Richard, I will you know, reach out. Give me good interviews. I will do the, the best wow. job possible. So while, um, while you're here and we're all chatting, let's my understanding from my channel, I kind of have the Crayola Crayon channel where a lot of new users, a lot of fresh onboards are on my channel. And I've, I've come to really understand the simplicity. I think if I were to boil it down to one sentence, I tell people, how would you have liked to got in on Ethereum day one? And that's kind of, in my opinion, that's one of the best onboarding questions because there's there's T-shares are high level stuff. There's levels to the game. And a new user, if they can actually just hear, I, oh my I, God, I agree I with what he's saying, in. but darn it, it just doesn't exist yet. So they can't unramp, you know? But yes, like as soon as they can unramp, that sounds awesome. Guys, I'm Richard, going to sleep. you've been really generous with your time. I want to thank you so a much pleasure, for coming man. on. Thank you, for thank you yeah. Richard. Thanks, Richard. Thank so much. Thanks, Richard. Nice seeing you. Have a great time, everybody. I so wish you all the maddest bye, bye, of bye, games. Bye, bye. <laughs>